Catch Up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey. I hope you've had a lovely weekend. Now it's time to get right back into a new week with some Monday morning motivation. Joining me for a wee catch up this morning is a personal trainer who I am sure is going to be full of inspirational ideas for us. Good morning, Kirstine Innes. Good morning, Kat. How are you? I'm very, very well. Now, how are you placed to motivate a nation this morning? Are you up for the challenge? I'm totally up for it. Let's go. You sound like one of these people full of energy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what is it you do then? Is it just fitness or do you do a bit of nutrition as well? What is the kind of... Yeah, yeah, I'm a personal trainer and I think along with that it's really important that nutrition is part of that. So it's always been a big part of my life. I've been in fitness for ages. Um, also, like, do stuff for people with, like, chronic diseases. So I've been doing a lot of stuff for, like, um, people with arthritis and that sort of thing. So nutrition is really important for reducing inflammation and all that kind of thing. So it's just a bit of... Bit of lots of stuff. A wee bit of everything. That's what we need. Perfect. Yeah. Have Have you yeah. always been super fit and healthy, or did you have a, an epiphany moment and decide, right, this is what I want to do with my life? Um, no, I used to be really lazy <laughs> until <laughs> I was about sixteen, and I just decided that I needed to get fit, and I actually just started running. And after that, I just kept going. But yeah, I used to like just sitting about on the computer and looking at boys <laughs> and all this stuff so but actually don't let my husband don't, my husband's gonna hear this never mind never mind I'll, I'll not say a word and that doesn't make you a bad person <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but since I started I've been raving to go since then it's so important making, for making you feel good let's start with food first we'll get to fitness in a minute um, morning time, breakfast, why do we need a good breakfast and what would you suggest? Well, you've been sleeping all night, so you've been fasting all night, your blood glucose is low, so you need to get some good energy and goodness into you. Um, yeah, and if you don't, you're just going to feel a bit tired and fatigued. I know that I'm a grumpy git if I don't eat in the morning, and or any time really. And so you just need to kickstart that metabolism, get properly fed and watered and you'll be raring to go. I, I love that, yes, raring to go. So we've had our porridge, we've had a banana maybe, <laughs> bit of wholemeal toast, we uh-huh. all know what's good for us. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes the thought of putting the trainers on is a bit too much in the morning. How can we get our mind to yeah. go, let's start this? I think like, um, I think if you plan the night before can be a really good way because then you know what you're up to the next day. Um, and it'll just kind of like set the tone for the morning. I'm going to do this, so just planning well. And um, it just makes you feel so much better if you get out. I think you have to think about how you feel after your exercise and you always feel better for it. Some people are just not morning people. What can you do for them? <laughs> I mean, you're not, you've not got a magic wand, but... <laughs> It's like my sister, the only way we could get her out of bed in the morning is by making beans, egg and toast and bringing it up to her. She's just like <laughs> crashed. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say, you cannot, like, everyone, it's cool, everyone's different. I think some people are morning people, some people are evening. But if you do want to become more of a morning person, then stuff like getting a really good night's sleep, again, like setting goals, like things to do in the morning so you get up, then get up and open the curtains, let me in. And I think like just now we're all stuck in the houses, but get dressed, have a shower, get the music on. And if you get dressed and just feel like you're looking good and you just like feel more ready for the day and and you'll be more confident and ready to go for it. 
Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, your enthusiasm is rubbing I... off on me. I'm feeling like I should be doing something instead of standing here at this microphone. Do you have any easy exercises we can do right now? Just run in the spot. Run it, running on the spot, right? Okay, so so most of our listeners right now, they'll either be, um, I would imagine they'll be on their laptops pretending they're working from home, or they'll be trying to deal with the kids in the homeschooling, or they'll be in their kitchen or their living room, maybe. So I know, not easy. I think getting up, just moving, knee lifts, little bit of knee lifts, just lifting your arms above the head, just getting the blood flow going, little bit of mobility, just uh, yeah, lifting the legs. I think even grabbing a couple of tins of beans and just by your side and then just bringing the arms forward and back. Really good for your posture, posture, just dropping your shoulders. Just like you were saying, everyone's on their laptops and phones just now. So some chest opening stretches, just bringing your arms back, open your chest. Just all these kind of things that just get you moving, just moving about the house. Not all at the one time though, because in my head I'm running in the spot, I've got tins of beans, I'm stretching them. <laughs> I'm getting in a tangle, it's like twister. <laughs> yeah, you can do a baby in your hands as well. <laughs> Use the baby as a weight, maybe. Yes, just, uh, definitely. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Oh, so, so you're saying there are plenty of sort of easy enough exercises we can do from our living rooms? Definitely, even sitting down, just lifting your legs, so you're working your quads, working the front. And then if you want to find stuff, there's loads of like stuff on YouTube, look up the NHS website or Nuffield Health or things like that and you're going to find some stuff that's just right for you. You want it for your fitness level and your experience and then just go from there. Just do what feels right for you, what feels good. Right, I'm loving all of this advice. What, what do you do in the morning? What is your actual morning routine? Uh, well, I get up, the boys, the baby basically climbs out the cot because he knows how to climb out the cot now. So <laughs> he lands on top of me <laughs> and then the, the other boy um, is running about through. And then we just get up, make a breakfast. Uh, Andrew, the three-year-old, he definitely always wants to make the breakfast with us. So we're in and he's got the choices. Like we always get the choice um, of a few different decades. So um, we just make that together, have the breakfast and then we're taking it in turns just now to go a cycle. I've not cycled in years and it's something that I've just found again since lockdown and it's just been amazing and I cannot, I always feel better after the cycle when I come back in. So that's something new that I've found that I'm just really enjoying and loving. So it's trying to find stuff you love because you're more likely to keep doing it. And it's such a good boost for your mental health, isn't it? If you can actually find an exercise that you like and you look forward to and you do it over and over again. Oh, it's amazing. It'll just like steady your mood levels. It'll help you deal with the stresses of the day. I think we've all a bit stressed out now. It's such a weird time. So yeah, just feel good hormones. The endorphins are going and you're just going to, and you feel good about yourself because you've, you've done something. You've actually did it, that kind of sense of achievement. Um, so yeah, it's all good. All good, all good. Absolutely. Kirstine Ennis, Personal trainer, thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch-up and giving us plenty of motivation to get active. As you mentioned there, go to nhsinform.scot and click on Healthy Living and you'll have plenty more tips of ways to get you up and moving. I'll let you get your trainers on, Kirstine, and head out into the wilds. I'm off! <laughs> <laughs> OK, thanks for having me! Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. OK, it's time to find out who's making you smile. Here are your Monday morning local heroes. Hi, my name's Claire. I'm a nurse at the Royal Hospital for Children in Glasgow. And I'm thankful to my wonderful mum and dad 
who have been at home for the past eight weeks, shielding themselves and keeping safe during the coronavirus outbreak. Um, we've been such a support to each other, um, even though we can only FaceTime and Zoom chat to each other and I pop around with their messages, but they're doing so well and I'm so thankful to them and I can't wait to give them a big cuddle when all this is over. Bob here, I would like to thank all the Scottish Prison Service staff and the NHS for all the hard work they're doing through this difficult thing. Catch up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget you can send me a voice message to play on the radio. Just go to the website and click on the Catch Up With Cat page for details. And if you're feeling that you need any helpful advice in any way right now, go to the website clearyourhead.scot. Catch up with Cat. This afternoon, I'm joined by Dave Deveni from Fathers Network Scotland. Hiya, Dave. How are you today? Pretty good. Sun shining. Had my dog out for a walk. Had my exercise. And back home. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get back out there and enjoy a bit of sunshine. Wow, you're ahead of the game today. That's quite impressive. So tell me then, I know that you're working with Fathers Network Scotland. What yeah. exactly is Fathers Network Scotland, if people don't know? Okay, Fathers Network Scotland is an Edinburgh-based charity. We are primarily funded by the Scottish Government and the kind of bottom line is we want to try and make Scotland the very, very best place to, to be a dad. And we do that by engaging with um, schools and education. So we want to see more dads represented in the, in the, in the playground. So we... we Work with schools to kind of build, as it were, pathways of engagement so dads can, you know, get more involved in the lives of their children at school. We work with employers to try and make uh, the workplace a much more kind of father-friendly space, so that dads can get access to flexible working and remote working if possible, so that we can be much more engaged with the families and the children's life at home. Uh, we did some work a while ago in prisons, working with uh, dads inside who, although they were in prison they still want to remain engaged with their families and their children, so did a lot of work with them. Just finished a big project working in partnership with the Scottish Government and with NHS, uh, working with midwives, in fact, to, to deliver training that really was encouraging them to ask the question, how are you, Dad? Because it comes as a surprise to most people that one in ten dads actually get postnatal depression. And whilst women, uh, mums, have an automatic uh, mental health audit, uh, men don't. And so we want to change that and we did a pilot project working with five health boards right across Scotland, um, primarily at this point in the central belt. And it was very, very successful. And so we're looking to roll that across Scotland. So that's just a kind of flavour of the kind of things that we're doing at the moment. So that's a lot. It's a bit of everything, really. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, you've got your work cut out. There's there's plenty to be, to be oh, getting your it. teeth into there. There's so much to think about. Do you think that dads can quite often get overlooked in these situations? Situations like maybe right now everyone's worried how the mum's getting on with the kids stuck at home and stuff like that. Do you think dads are sometimes forgotten? I think that often happens. I mean, that's the kind of feedback we get um, from dads uh, through a website, through social media, and other things. And it's not, you know, it's not, it's not as if someone's gone out to overlook them. It's just historically that's been the case that, you know, um, the focus during, you know, maternity has always been on on mum. And mm. and so, apart from asking about dad's mental health and well-being, we're also keen that, you know, when it comes to, especially in antenatal and in the labour suite that dad is seen as more than just a kind of supportive visitor because dad has got an organic investment in this child as well as precious little <laughs> life and so it's a lovely way of putting it <laughs> <laughs> well 
I think it's really important actually that um, that we, we help people to understand that and say, look, you know, be aware that he's there. Um, he, he'll often be kind of taking one step um, in the background, but bring him forward, you know, give him eye contact, look at him, um, ask him his name and, and engage that way. And guess what? The guys will respond. They'll completely respond positively and well. That's been our experience. Are you hearing a lot from stressed out dads at the moment? Well, we're not hearing a lot, but we're hearing, we're hearing, we're hearing some stuff. Um, we've just launched a new WhatsApp um, group just for dads to be able to come on and share their feelings because, you know, again, dads dads actually access social media differently than, than mums do. And, and sometimes dads will choose to use much more anonymised uh, media to, to, to share their problems and issues and some of their hopes and fears. Um, so we're, we're getting some feedback already through that. We also have an SMS message messaging service which goes out primarily to dads and we're asking dads to, to engage through that as well. How big a difference does it make mentally to have that ability just to keep in touch with other adults? You know, somebody that's out with your immediate family that you might be able to unload stuff onto? I think it's vitally important, not just for dads, but for all of us, to be honest, and families in general. Mm. I mean, um, everyone, because it's a little bit like this current pandemic and the way we've been in lockdown for six weeks and and, and uh, it's a bit like and on a good day it's like you're inside a transparent bubble and that's okay you, know, you can still move around and, and 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 engage with you know you can engage with parts of your normal life like you can go to the shops if you're careful and you can go for a walk if you want to and you'll see other people coming along the path and you can smile and wave at them and stuff like that and that's all good on a bad day that that bubble just seems to reduce, just shrink right down to it. You can actually almost reach out and touch it and, and, and actually push against it, yeah. feel it, and it kind of constrains you. Um, and, and in those days, then you need to reach beyond the bubble to the folks that you, you, you care for and who are important to you. Um, and, and, and that's vital. When we do feel isolated, um, then that's the moment we really need to be tapping into what, to whatever kind of social network we have and just touching base with people who, who know us and care for us and, and who can actually almost kind of sense check us, you know? Um, yeah. And they'll tell about our tone of voice and our moods um, about how we are and ability to just be lifted up and, and held for a while. So I think that kind of, uh, for your mental health well-being, keeping in touch with loved ones is just vitally important. And we mentioned Zoom earlier on, um, I have actually got two grandchildren, they're through Kirk and Teller for my daughter and my, my son's through in Glasgow. So we have we live very Zoomtastic lives now. So you know we just keep in touch with Zoom and we have a we have a, a Hooray for Wi Fi. Absolutely. We have a three way kind of Zoom call and catch up. So and you can even tell stories. I mean I I, I love and I, what I miss is telling my grandkids stories. So you can I can do it through Zoom. You know, it's, it's a wonderful way of, of connecting and you know, or Microsoft Teams or whatever, you know. That's a beautiful thing as well, because that can keep families all over the world connected, not just folk that are, you know, 20 minutes down the road. You, you could be a grandparent teaching your wee grandkids songs on the other side of the world. It's lovely, that. Completely. Um, and one of the things I used to love doing with them as well when I was in the car was I'd stick on the Disney experience, all the, all the hits from, from, from Disney. Uh, What's your song, Dave? Come oh, on, um, be honest. Under the Sea, I think. Oh, classic. I try, a classic. I try doing a a, I try do a Caribbean accent and end up going through Welsh <laughs> and then into Calcutta. The seaweed is always. <laughs> That's right. It's fantastic. I love it. Belt it out. So, yeah, you can do all that and, and, oh. and lots, lots more, of course. Oh, that's brilliant. Now, I know you've been in uh, the Royal Marines. Mm -hmm. You've got police background yep. as well. Uh, you've worked with the prison service. Yep. 
what you've got so much experience in dealing with all these kind of emotional needs that men have what coping mechanisms do you personally use when things get a bit overwhelming good question um thank you how <laughs> did that one well, myself well, well, we've just gone from disney to a good question well i've got um, i've got a, i have to say i've got a beautiful labrador dog so she's in kind of social isolation but she's called molly and actually my grandkids gave her that name and she's just absolutely amazing and so you know just having a dog around you i think for me at least um is is, is a great coping mechanism because i you know she, she we both get fit she's a she's a probably the fittest dog in alabama at the moment so it's good we get out and we, we walk <laughs> through nature we engage we saw deer this morning on our walk and i love reading as well um so i do a lot of reading which um really just i find is a great place to to disappear into, you know, because um, I think there's a saying that says that, you know, for a person who doesn't read, they live but one life. A person who reads loves a thousand. And it's great just to immerse yourself in stories. You know, when, you, when you're in Afghanistan or even in Iraq and you're stuck in a forward operating base in, in Helmand province, which at that point was perhaps the most hostile place on the planet and you don't have Wi-Fi and you don't have TV uh, or any means of that kind of uh, social media, then to sit, you know, on a sofa um, and to protect NHS and save lives isn't really a stretch. So uh, that puts it in perspective for me. It certainly does. It really, really does. But um, if anyone's listening to this, Dave, and they're wondering how to get in touch with you to see more of the work that Fathers Network Scotland's doing, where can we find well, you? Well, we have a website. So it's www.fathersnetscot.org.uk. So that's www.fathersnetscot.org.uk. And I mentioned at the very beginning that we work uh, in close partnership with the, the, the Scottish Government and they've got an excellent website at the moment called Parent Club. So it's www.parentclub.scot and on that um, website you'll find lots and lots of really good stuff about mental health and well-being, homeschooling, healthy eating and lots more. And, and that's a kind of two-way conversation if you like, so it's not just a whole lot of stuff and dropped on the website. There's lots of really good material there, very practical stuff that families can look at, pick up and, and actually do. Um, but it's also a two-way conversation in the sense that if you get some really great tips as a parent, um, you can actually submit them to the site so other parents can pick up on those really, really good tips. So have a look at parentclub.scot and have a look at fathersnetscot.org.uk and you'll find loads of stuff on there for, for families and for dads in particular. Absolutely brilliant. Dave Deveni from Fathers Network Scotland. I'll let you get back to singing Under the Sea in that Caribbean accent and take your dog out for a walk. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Catch up with Cat. We're in this together. Don't forget you can send me a voice message. Just go to the website and click on the Catch Up With Cat page for details. Catch up with Cat. I'm joined tonight by Tony Groundwater from See Me and also volunteer Neva Brown. Thank you for joining me on the show. Hello. 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 <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Working Wi-Fi everywhere. It makes me so happy. Right. First of all, Tony, um, can you just tell me what See Me is and, and how you're able to help people at the moment then? Yeah, I guess. Um, good evening, everyone. Delighted to be here, I guess. Um, See Me is Scotland's national programme, so we are basically targeted to end mental health stigma and discrimination. So basically what we are trying to do at the minute, Kat, is just really encourage conversations around mental health and try and make sure that everybody's being open and up the conversations and just talking, really, and asking for help when they need it. And are you getting a lot of people getting in touch at the moment? Are you seeing it being very, very busy? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's there's just such a change at the minute. So we're just trying to 
keep track of what people are telling us and trying to respond to the to the current situation, which is just so so challenging for many of us at the moment. Absolutely. Now, Neva, what's your role in all of this? Uh, I'm a volunteer. Um, it's just about opening up the conversation and like listening to people and encouraging other people to speak about their experiences or speak to sort of family members or friends or finding what works for them and just just opening up the conversation. I guess that's the main my main role um, makes it sound really easy. A very important role <laughs> as, as well, yes. So what does volunteering actually entail then? What do you physically have to do? Well, it can be anything from like coming and speaking to people like uh, on the radio or um, I've done interviews with other people about the Scottish Government just released sort of like ideas of what to do to keep on top of your mental health during uh, COVID-19 and I had input on that other volunteers go into schools then deliver training and it's just there's so much going on it's just about what we can like go to and actually help out with. Tony why do you think people need to find the courage to speak up if they're struggling? I I think that um, you know even before this situation you know there's so many of us across Scotland that that, that feel that ashamed they're embarrassed when we when we struggle just generally you know when we when we, we start to feel you know anxious or or whatever some people just feel so ashamed and embarrassed and I would just encourage that even at this time everybody's mental health is being affected and that it's so important that we that we encourage people to talk openly and to to talk to friends and family and to, to seek help when they when they need it because I don't I don't know all the answers to that question but I can tell you that we hear so much about people feeling so alone because they, they, they just they feel that they can't talk openly and they feel that they, they're judged or or they're perceived dif- differently and I think that we just need to make time to ensure that people don't feel embarrassed or ashamed to talk out. And I mean, it is a tricky one. You've mentioned there yourself there that some people are still a wee bit scared to admit it. But there's nothing to be ashamed of, is there? So how can we make it easier for maybe our friends or family that we think are struggling and need to talk, but they just haven't got to that place yet? I think that um, the main thing that, that I would say is that, you know, open up the conversation. Don't be afraid. Don't avoid the conversation if you're worried about someone then, then ask them if they're okay. And where can we find you then? Where can our listeners get in touch with you? What's the best route to do that, Tony? So um, there's a there's a whole load of resources and, and online events. So you can access all of those via our website. So we've got um, at www.seemescotland.org. On there, you can get lots of different um, resources about how to open up a conversation. So different types of conversations around mental health and also up on there we'll be posting different online events that our volunteers will be running um, and just different fun ways just to get to get involved and to get connected and just to, to say at this point in time that it's okay not to be okay. And finally then Tony what would you like to say to any of our listeners out there tonight that are feeling that things are maybe just getting a little bit too much for them at the moment? Have you any words of advice for them right now? I would just say that, that, that again, as I've, I've already mentioned, don't struggle alone if you are feeling that this situation or any time that, that you're feeling overwhelmed and that you are having problems around your mental health. I would say please, please seek help. Um, 
your mental health is as important now as it's ever been so please reach out and seek help. Tony Groundwater from See Me and Neva Brown, a volunteer with the organisation. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I think you have done some people out there the power of good this evening. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Kat. I love hearing stories from all over Scotland about people who are really making a difference. My next guest is sure to inspire you. I'm joined by Mike Webb, who is a personal trainer from Edinburgh. Hiya, Mike. How are you getting on? I'm good, Kat. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Always good to hear a cheery voice. Now, I believe you've been a very busy boy. What have you been up to? Um, Well, I've got some spare time on my hands just now. So (laughs) I've I've been taking some exercise classes for my neighbours. So we we live in a cul-de-sac and we've all got kids as well. And typically we would have a... It's quite close. So the kids always play in the street and we're always out socialising with neighbours and barbecues and things. So... Um, now everyone's been locked in uh, one of the neighbours hinted that uh, they'd seen a clip online of a Spanish instructor doing a class on a rooftop, obviously somewhere nicer in Scotland but um, she sent it to me, she was like you should do this in the street and then and then she hinted again so I put it on our WhatsApp chat for the street and just said right, Saturday morning, 11 o'clock I'll go out in the middle of the street whole family out, get in the garden I'll play some music from my car and we'll do a we'll do an exercise class together for half an hour. So I've done that, so, and then went from like six houses to ten houses, and then the other neighbours are coming in and using the spare gardens, and then um, yeah, and then I've got I think I get about ten to twelve houses now with all the kids and everything out. We do it twice a week. <laughs> so so talk me through your setup then you've got your car and you've put it in the middle of the street and you've got the radio on blaring music yeah, out just, the windows <laughs> pretty much yeah that's 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 it so uh, I reverse the car back I stand in front of the car make sure everyone can see me uh, I have to plug my phone in I get the, the old school beats <laughs> pumping for the car and then uh, yeah then we just and then we just take it from there I've started taking requests as well so um, I'm coming after your job. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I tell them, I tell them to message me in, and um, I say, like, "Message me, I'll get added to the playlist." But it's it's going it's going down a slippery slope. I'm not too sure I can keep putting that happen. Oh, you you are loving it. I can tell you're totally loving it. Do you, do you have a microphone and a PA system, or do you have a very loud voice? Uh, I, I'm old school. I'm just loud. I was just loud and I just tear about the streets shouting at people. That, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I says, you don't want to have me on a microphone. I, I says, in my street like it, but I'm pretty sure if I had a microphone, the streets behind would have something to say about it as well. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad that you're out keeping your street fit. And uh, before you go, anyone phoned in sick yet? Anyone pretended that they're uh, sleepy or something just to avoid your classes? Can you see a curtain twitching in number eight going, oh, pretend I'm on a Skype call, but pretend I'm on a house party call or a Zoom call? Yeah, there, there was, and then we called them on it. We said, there's no excuse. Name and shame them. <laughs> Name and shame them no, right now, Mike I, Webb. I, I, could, <laughs> I could do that. You won't come yes, back you out. can. <laughs> <laughs> you, won't, you won't come back. Oh, listen. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, he'll know who he is now, though. He that, will know enough. who he is. No excuses the next time. Mike Webb, personal trainer from Edinburgh, thank you so much for sharing your tale and you keep entertaining your neighbourhood. You're a wee star. Thank you very much. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. So I am back with you first thing tomorrow morning at 9.40. Okay, it's not first thing, but you know what I mean. When we will be catching up with our NHS Couch to 5K volunteer, Craig Donald. How is he getting on? Catch up with Kat in association with the Scottish Government.